Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's the brutal facts. We're not good enough at the moment. So that's, that's the brutal facts. We, we have to accept parts that we're not. That's Michael Voss talking about Carlton not being very good. Let's go to Gilly now. Why do you want to get him off on the wrong foot straight away? Because he's a Carlton man. I just want to keep him updated. Uh, <laughs> Adam Gilchrist has joined us on The Breakfast Show. Hey, Gilly, good morning. Tim, Scotty, how are you guys? <laughs> We're good, mate. How are you going? Um, Goss just trying to get under your skin real early in the day <laughs> with some Carlton updates. Oh, uh, well, I was... Uh... Who, who was responsible for their last victory? And that'd be yours truly. Revved them up, fired them up, <laughs> got out there, they got the job done. What more can you do? You can, you know, you lead it to order, as they say. And <laughs> I made them drink that night uh, to the tune of 116 points, I think, over that powerhouse club that is the West Coast Eagles. And to do that on the Eagles turf was an inspirational effort by their, uh, their spiritual leader. But you're only one man, you leave. Really, me back. You're only one man, mate. You can't do it all on your own. Yeah. That's right. You've got to, you just give them one crack, you show them the way to do it, and then they forget. <laughs> uh, I forgot. They should have recorded your speech. I forgot it on quickly. the big screen. <laughs> I recorded it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a tough watch, hasn't it? I'm sure you guys have analysed it and scrutinised it mm. as you do uh, all things um, at the end of each round of footy. But, yeah, it's been a frustrating little period of time for them all. But yeah, the heat's on. The heat's on the coach. I hope, the hope they don't completely implode uh, and have shrapnel go everywhere because it happens a number of times, hasn't it, over the last 20 years? Yeah. Yes. You know, it seems like a little cycle. It certainly yeah. does. Hey, we're going to turn our attention to the cricket because for the next eight weeks it's going to be focused on England and it starts with the World Test Championship final. Australia taking on India starting tomorrow. Here we're all on the SEN, of course, and then the Ashes. Are you genuinely excited about it, Gilly, um, in regards to, well, first of all, where does the World Test Championship sit in your psyche of cricket following and being an expert? Yeah, probably uh, probably a similar psyche of, of everyone else who's you know interested in cricket in that it's a little bit unknown it's the second second version of this after um new zealand beat india a couple of years ago i mean it's for those that don't know it's the icc trying to add value to every put and put value on every single test match that's played even if it's a what was termed a, a dead rubber uh in days gone by you've still got points up for grabs so i try to incentivize you to keep playing well and and get into this uh, World Test Championship final. So Australia are finally there. But they missed, missed out on that first one by uh, losing a few points, um, deducted a few points or so over eight. So I don't know, Goss, whether, you know, in, in 10 or 15 years' time, the way the cricket landscape's changing, this might be the pinnacle of Test cricket in, in 20 years' time. This might be the event that everyone really does focus on because the world's been you know, completely taken over by T20 tournaments and the like. So it, it might be that or it might have fizzled out and, be, and disappeared and, and a bit like the uh, they sort of had a world um, 50 over sort of format, not just the World Cup, but they had a world championship sort of concept going that has slowly just fizzled out. So 
it could be anything in between. But for mine, for the moment, I'm really excited by it. I think it's a fantastic matchup. These two teams, um, you know, most of the Australians and, and well, a number of the Australians and, and pretty much all of the Indians coming out of a, a white-hot uh, IPL. So they'll be chock full of confidence and, and have played a lot of cricket and be buzzing along, albeit a different format. So I think it's a really interesting matchup and it, it's going to be as tough a challenge uh, for the Australians uh, as what the Ashes is going to be. Just looking at the Indian lineup and the and the bowling that they have at their disposal and the experience and, and flair that they have with the bat, um, it's going to be a very similar type uh, test match as what you'll find in the Ashes. Does this game come at the right time, though, Gil? We listened to Andrew McDonald talk about how, uh, yep, we're really keen to win it, but I've got to manage my bowlers so we win the Ashes, uh, obviously prioritising that. So does this game, this WTC, does it come at the right time for Australia? Well, I probably I didn't I didn't hear Mac's comments along those lines. Sorry, but um, but just I can understand what he's saying there. Uh, but my first reaction to that question, Scott, is yeah, it comes at a great time. What I mean, they've they've done away with tour matches and 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 mm. you know, first class games against county teams. But this is your perfect. Yeah, you, know, you can't ask for a better high-level preparation leading into an Ashes series and have an actual test match against another nation leading into it where you're going to be tested and you know that the other team has a strong desire to win. The problem, a lot of the problem with um, the county games, the tour matches uh, of years gone by, uh, and I know Australia's copped a fair bit of criticism and from various quarters about knocking those back, if indeed they're on offer. Um, it's hard to know if how much quality cricket was going to be on offer because they've got the I think their Vitality Blast, the T20 competition going at the moment, and then they roll into the 100. So um, a lot of the issues with those games was that the county teams tended to rest all their good players anyway, or their, you know, their overseas players and their top players, and give some youngsters a go, and they turned into a bit of hit and giggle by the end of it. So it wasn't high quality. So in answer to that question, Scotty, this is as good a quality prep as you could have before an Ashes, is to have a proper test match that is at the level that you want it to be. So I, I think... That coupled with the incentive to win it, because as I say, that this is Australia's chance to become the first ever team, to, Australian team, to win this this trophy, and that, who knows how that will hold down the track in time as far as the legacy. Michael Nisa has joined that 15-man group. Probably won't play, but uh, Bolton looks certain to come in, of course, with the injury to Josh Hazelwood. So let's turn our attention to the Ashes, Gilliam. We're, I think we all love this. It doesn't matter when, where, why and how. I think we all love yeah. the Ashes. But Jack Leach leaves out with a fracture, stress fracture in the back. I'm interested to know, for a bloke who rolls his arm over as slow as he does and bats as slow as he does. Um, how he got that? How he gets the stress fracture in the back is beyond me. Might be sitting in, might be sitting in the economy uh, rather than 1A. I'm not too sure. In his off time, he's a big wave surfer and does some motocross as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the headline you expect, is it? Maybe Broad or Anderson. Um, Archer obviously already out, but the stress fracture, that was an interesting, massive blow. Isn't it? He's... I think uh, for the cricket tragics out there, think back to 2005, and, and England's bowling lineup was outstanding. It had Freddie Flintoff charging in, had Simon Jones, it had Steve Harmison and uh, Matthew Hoggard. That, that was your fast bowling lineup, and they were brilliant, that quartet. But they were beautifully supported by 
Ashley Giles, left arm orthodox a bit, again, a bit like Jack Leach, mm. sort of oh, a bit innocuous, just holds an end up, does a job, get, gives them a little break, the big quicks for a few overs, and then they come charging back in. But played a vitally important role in, in sort of uh, the yin and the yang and holding that bowling line up and the balance of it together. And that's what Jack Leach has done for about two or three years now, really. Um, and he, and he can, he's proved a bit of a thorn in the side with the bat occasionally too, mm. one famous occasion at Headingley. So yeah. um, that's, the, that's a massive loss between you know, that couple with Joffrey Archer. It's such a shame that they're out because that was part of as a cricket lover that we're all looking forward to. So, you know, the cliche, you want to see the best versus the best. Well, that's exactly what you want. And... Unfortunately, it's not going to be the case there. So I think that's massive advantage to Australia. I think um, that those two outs tip it back our way as favouritism. And I think, uh, yeah, England will feel the, feel the loss of those guys. Because I just don't know who, who they've got England to replace Jack Leach um, with, a, with, with anyone that's going to have any ability to... To, to restrain the, the scoring rate by the Australians, because I think they will come out with the Aussies with a pretty positive mindset. I think that's a, it'll get a bit contagious, this whole aggressive batting situation that England have been playing. And, um, and Jack Leach would have been vitally important to try and stem that flow for the Australia, against the Australians. And I'm not sure who, who steps in. Yeah, it's funny because I don't think they have a plan B behind that because the speculation yeah. on Fleet Street today is whether they try and lure Ali or Adil Rashid out of Red Bull retirement. So that's going to be the that's going to happen over the next day or two. I'm, I'd imagine that's going to be uh, hot up. Hey, Gilly, just in regards to the Australian team, before we let you go, can Mitch Marsh and Cam Green play in the same team in a test match? Oh... Oh, I, it, it, it's possible and it may happen, but I don't think they need to. Uh, with the with the lineup that they've got, um, I mean, if if it doesn't work out at the top of the order, <laughs> Mitch Marsh could open, um, and then that throws a whole you know different look and different balance to it, and, and allows you to have that situation. Goss and it bolsters the, the bowling as well, but um, yeah, I, I think. With the balance of the team, if you think of the, the more traditional setup that, that we've been running with, with the uh, you know, top six batters, of which Cam Green's comfortably in one of those, uh, and then Carey and then your bowlers, it's a pretty well-balanced unit, depending on which you know, bowler, whether it was, I mean, Hazelwood out, so Boland comes in or uh, Nees was there. So uh, I, think, I don't think they need to try and squeeze Mitch in unless there's a gaping hole or a reason somewhere else. So that might be a possibility. But it, I mean, there's, there's no reason why... Uh, I don't see Mitch Marsh as a long-term opening batsman in Test cricket, but um, he could certainly play a role if he needed to fill in somewhere in that order, not just in the top order. No, there's another bloke over there playing for Somerset at the moment that could go okay too, but he just keeps getting ignored. Are you talking about Bancroft? Yeah. Well, I'm dirty on him because he's leaving. He's going to leave the Scorchers. I'm really dirty on that, Gilly. One yeah. last comment on that. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, the, the Scorchers have stuck by Cam Bancroft and, and WA Cricket, and all of a sudden he's going to take the coin. Uh, yeah, he wasn't in the team at the start of the summer uh, in the Scorchers lineup. Um, he couldn't, they didn't deem him in their first 11. Um, and he's been a bit like that for a few years. So, and he's always been very, very trustworthy in regard to staying loyal to the team and being there ready to go. Um, that's been his greatest strength and feature is that although he's been told you're not in our starting lineup, with you know, the generally have been um, top heavy with overseas batters. Mm-hmm. So that's then made it challenging for the local batters. But 
he, what Cam has done has said, no worries, and not only no worries, but I will be ready to go whenever you need me. And mm. he proved that in weights of gold last summer. And I, I personally don't have a big issue with it. I get it. That's a cut and thrust of this format of the game, and he's got an opportunity now to really bolster down. And, and I don't know the numbers. I, I don't know what the price difference is between what he can command elsewhere or what he was being offered by the Scorchers. But he, he may well have been wondering whether he could find himself, you know, a couple of failures at the start of the summer if he started. He might have been wondering whether he'll find himself back on the reserves bench, yeah, um, particularly if they bring in overseas players. So, um, I've been dirty yeah, on I love the bloke. And that's the nature of the beast of this uh, format. I'm just glad that he got the winner's medal in Scorchers Coles eventually because that, that in itself, guys, was amazing to know that they've had so much success. They've won so many titles. And that was the first one. that. And Cam Bankoff has been a very big part of those titles. Uh, chasing those titles, but he never once had been in the winning team. Yeah. Voice of reason, as always, yeah. you make a lot of sense. You yeah. should do breakfast radio. Hey, Dilly, appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And we look forward to the cricket and starts tomorrow, the World Test Championship at 5.30 our time on the SEN Network. Thanks for joining us. Great, man. Uh, enjoy you. Yeah, pleasure, boys. Chat to you throughout. Adam Gilchrist joining us. And don't forget the first Ashes Test, June 16, just on our doorstep, 6 o'clock, and you'll hear all the action from England. That's for McCafe. Thanks to Gilly for taking time to come to the phone at that early hour, celebrating 30 years of making the perfect coffee to go with your early mornings. After 7 o'clock, thanks to Fleet Network, WA's Novated Car Leasing Specialist, we'll be chatting with Michael Walters, and we'll go around the country. This is Scotty Ingalls.